road diets are recognized as a safe street design. I've decided to call them road buffets. You get a sample <laughs> all modes of yeah, transportation. Yeah, you have a whole uh, spread of mm-hmm. yummy choices mm-hmm. to transport yourself. I'm going to use the term road diet because they can't turn it into something negative. It's a positive. The community <laughs> loves that thing. I care about just my kids not breathing poisonous air, and bikes are the best tool through which us to address that problem. We're not going to move the needle on ridership or mode share unless we make it as easy as getting in a car. It's so important to have trail courtesy, and that's one of the things that we really advocate for and try and educate the community about. Mountain bikers, it's your obligation and responsibility to have a bell so you're seen and heard, and you don't freak out horses, you don't freak out hikers around these turns, and you're cautious. And then it's also the hikers' um, responsibility when they hear a bell coming, you know, move out the way a little bit. It's that give and take, and it's about sharing the trail. No one owns the trail but the forest, and really Mother Nature owns all of it and she will take us all down so we might as well be kind be nice say hi practice uh consideration for everyone we have got the mount wilson bicycling association crew ready to jam we got mr john buckle vp that's right. Welcome. And we got our trail boss here, Alex Four. What's yo, up, Alex? Yo, I like to dig in dirt and ride bikes. We got Shemaine Morahone. Hello. <laughs> What's your position with the Mountain Bike Association? I was elected to be president. Get well, the hell out of here. We need to have samples. We want you. For this stuff. <laughs> Nick doesn't want to have samples because he thinks it's cheesy. That's great. Cheesy's good. Congratulations. Thank you so, so you're much. The president. It's no, yeah. been amazing to be part of such a great team that just wants to get shit done and take care of our forest. Okay, so where are you guys working and what do you guys do? We work on a ton of trails. John, you want to tell them some of our gems? Sure. Yeah, we work in the Angeles National Forest, which is the original U.S. National Forest. Ooh, if you didn't know, now you know. The original U.S. National Forest. Yes, when the program was implemented, Los Angeles National Forest was the the first one. The first one, okay, so the oldest national forest that we have. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I I didn't even know (laughs) that. Including uh, the first original U.S. Forest Service Rangers uh, was born and bred here in L.A. Wow. That's amazing, and that's yeah. so great with uh, such an urban scale and having uh, <clears throat> a place where people don't even realize that there's a forest and such a magical one at that with right. a crazy amount of trail systems. Um, and it's yeah. incredible that they they do have specialized trails just for mountain, mountain biking, or do people hike on those too? No, no. It's, it's all multi-use. Mm-hmm. So all trails. Yep. All trails, yep. Oh. Hikers, so runners, cyclists. Yeah. Wow, any trail in the Angeles Forest? There's a few that are limited to hiking access. <coughs> and equestrian access. Yeah. Huh. But the vast majority, by and large, they're all multi-use. Yeah, and we're working <laughs> on, uh, we're always thinking about every user that comes through the trail. And, you know, our trails are really magical, our forest is magical, but they do not magically take care of themselves. Mm. Really? Yeah. You mean the, the trails? <laughs> yeah, the forest exactly. has kind of been taking care of itself. The forest, it, Mother Nature does its, does her thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those trails. Every time I go hiking, I'm always like, oh wow, 
thankfully somebody kept this up you know this I, i've never had that thought i've, I've never it's never occurred to me they weren't completely not there's <laughs> well i think Plants a lot of grow. people feel that way yeah you know? i just figured that you know people Trails walking have always been there had their shears and their hand saws and just did work on the way? No, I figured just trampling the, the seedlings ah. would do it. I think a lot of people think that and they don't realize that people actually take care of this. Yeah, so, so, that's so awesome. and, and also a lot of people think that the Forest Service themselves does it, but there's just not enough crew and staff. I mean, right. they have three people who are leading the, um, leading the trail, um, supervising, and they really needed a volunteer support. And MWBA in the late 80s um, started fighting for advocacy for bikes. Uh, Henninger Flats, I don't know if anyone knows where that is, but there were tons of signs that said no bikes allowed and the OG founders were uh, tired of that. So they decided to start working with the Forest Service and start fighting for advocacy. They formed their first official organization to make themselves more legit. And since then it's just been flourishing. We created the first uh, first new trail in the Angeles Forest in a very long time. It's called the Ken Burton Trail. I don't know if any of you listeners have ever been on Ken Burton, but we built it. Well, our forefathers <laughs> back in the early 90s. 100%. Who are still with us today? Some, some, some of the early leaders are still around and present in the cycling community, and they're a lot of fun to hang out with. Yes, I they know. are. Yeah, we had a good time at the Christmas party. Christmas party. Yeah. Right holiday. on. Why didn't I get invited? What the hell? What happens if you are, like, not that good at mountain biking? Are these trails, are there any trails that we could go on that are, you know, beginner style up in the Angeles Crest? Yeah. Some of, the, some of the best routes to start exploring on the mountain bike are, like, going up the bottom of the Gabrielino Trail from uh, the west side over in Altadena by the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Um in fact, that's where a lot of a lot of the riders that volunteer with us have gotten their starts. And you can go; it's it's actually paved for the first mile or so, and then it dives into the dirt, and you start crossing streams that are seasonal. So in the summertime, they might be dry; in the winter, they could be raging if it's right after a storm. Mm. Um, but there's a great campground a couple miles in, a waterfall a little further after that. That's that's almost running year round. Not a majestic, gigantic waterfall, but... But it's water, and it's flowing. And mm-hmm. falling. <laughs> I think... <I've> <laughs> <laughs> is that on the way to the bridge to nowhere? No, no that's, no, that's this, a different one. This is closer out west. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and some of the other trails, just so you guys know, we got Sunset Ridge, Middle Sam Merrill, which our trail work day this month is going to be on. Uh, we're finishing up the top of that. Last month, we took out a huge chunk and cleared a lot of trail corridors, made it nice and wide for everyone to use, fixed some drainage. Um, and Alex has been leading that beautifully with alongside the whole trail work committee. They've been doing an amazing job. Yes, thank you it's very been awesome. much. <laughs> And some of our other kind of keystone trails in the forest are Strawberry Peak Loop, which is a little bit higher up. Um, that That's kind of a, a great uh, kind of gateway to the backcountry trail. So do, do you guys do uh, like introductory sort of like mountain bike rides? Do you guys organize mountain bike rides for folks? Like get them, you know, like the Sierra Club, like they have hikes and so forth. Is that kind of like what you guys do as well with with mountain biking or yeah our focus is more on doing the actual trail work 
and maintenance. Yeah. Um, but a lot of our volunteers are also core riders, and they often lead people on bike rides. Yeah, because that's kind of the model that Sierra Club does. They'll they'll host hikes and and do events to draw interest, and then they call from folks to you know add to their volunteer base. Yeah, so a lot of times the the local bike shops that we collaborate with a lot like they host a lot of group rides whether they're road bike rides or or mountain bike rides uh, and a lot of them are even weekly rides um, so you can always find a crew to ride with if if you don't want to ride alone is there a website we can go to to catch some of these rides um, one of the best things to do, uh, we have we have some shops listed on our website, mwba.org. Um, that list is being updated as well. Um, and we essentially, uh, social media is a great way to go through things as well um, and collaborate. And also we have our group page on Facebook, which is good too. So the name of that is? Um, mwba.org. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I think it's spelled out too. Mount I've been Wilson. wanting to go on some mountain bike rides. Oh yeah, on Facebook it's Mount Wilson Bicycling Association. Yeah, oh, there we go. Public group, public group, public group is great because uh, that's where everyone kind of talks and uh, collaborates and pulls together some rides. Hey, yeah. we're going out to do a little bit of work. Whoever wants to come out, meet here this time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. People will post chatter when they see a tree down. Yeah. Some of the people that we're associated with. Ooh, will, I feel like we'll go I out and clear them. Yeah, I feel like I could contribute because I have a buzzsaw. <laughs> I do. If a tree goes down, I'll cut it. That's a great point. We actually have um, involvement with Sawyers that are certified with the Forest Service. Oh, they won't just let any Yahoo up there with a buzzsaw. No, not it's pretty unsafe. So yeah, it's pretty <laughs> unsafe. And um, we got the programs for you guys to really get deep in knowing what yeah. you're doing when you're cutting trees and this safe it really is about safety i mean i, mean, I would never so want to cut a tree that's standing but something that was across the path you know i i agree that's strap on a buzz and head up there that's our core we have a couple volunteers that are with mwba and we're also affiliated with another org that kind of grew out of some mwba volunteers the low life's respectable citizens club Woo. um between <laughs> those two orgs uh, we have some Sawyers that are rated at different levels, so they have different certification to, to cut more advanced or right. or less dangerous, more or less. Um, and then there's also even a, a long-standing uh, couple that has been doing volunteer work for over 30 years. Wow! Give it up for Mike and Robin. Yeah, Mike <laughs> and Robin. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty badass. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're they're, cool. they're among the original mountain bike advocates in the L.A. mountain biking scene. Amazing. We need to have them on. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, could, we can always to. ask. There Absolutely. Who's our first guest? Uh, Terrence Houston. He's with Sunset for All, and he had these victories on Rowena. Uh, you know Rowena, the road diet and everything? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, Rowena is a street in Silver Lake, and they've taken a lane out. Don, you know about Rowena, right? Yes, I do. Um, You're so technical compared to Well, me. Rowena is, is, okay, so over in Los Feliz, Silver Lake Echo Park, which is near Elysian Park, which I believe people do do some mountain biking up there or, you know, gravel biking, whatever. Um, Rowena is the street that, that is one of the major arteries, even though it doesn't want to be a major artery 
it is a major artery between the five freeway and Hollywood, Los Feliz, Silver Lake, that area. There's, mm-hmm. there's really no direct like route to get into that area. So people end up using streets like Rowena or Hyperion mm-hmm. or Silver Lake Boulevard or Glendale Boulevard mm-hmm. to get into the area. And it's always mm-hmm. filled with traffic. So there's a big controversy because they Rowena is a business district. I mean, and it's also a, a, kind of a dense area street like there's apartments there's businesses schools Mm -hmm. and housing not you know right right there like some of our earliest suburbs are right there in los angeles and and all of that activity mixed with a major you know artery is not good so uh tom labange which is weird behavior for tom labange but he actually older uh, he was a city councilman councilman for the area he moved forward with putting Rowena on a road diet, which is like satanic talk to, you know, LA car motorists. drivers everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they put it on a road diet. But the thing about a road diet is it takes a four lane, you know, artery like that and it makes it into three lanes, hmm. a center turn lane and two directional lanes. And then it gives you two more lanes, which are bike lanes. And it makes it a lot easier for pedestrians to cross the street because they're only crossing you know, two live lanes of traffic. The middle turn lane is actually more of a refuge for pedestrians and the traffic is calmed and it's a really, it's a good and safe design. It's proven to be safe by the feds. And uh, yeah, they have, I mean, they've, they do studies on this stuff and on a national level, road diets are recognized as a safe street design. But we don't like the term road diets that much. Right. Because? Because it sounds like bad. Who wants to go on a diet? And diets don't work. It's like we always <laughs> fail on a diet. Yeah, it's true. So I've decided to call them road buffets. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm serious. I know. You I are. believe you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You get a sample it's all modes of yeah, transportation. You have a, you have a whole uh, spread of mm-hmm. yummy choices mm-hmm. to transport yourself. You know? So I texted you. Yeah, you, okay, so I, have, I already have Terrence's number. So he was really fighting for, you know, fighting the backlash against this because um, people were arguing that it made the, neighbor, the other streets more congested and dangerous when they, you know, shit. Well, they, they have a point because during rush hour, that whole area is a shit show. It was a shit show when it was four lanes. It's a shit show now during rush hour there's two three hours of the day i guess you could say a couple hours in the morning couple hours in the evening but it was like that before so it was like that before and people don't people don't remember that stuff Mm -hmm. they just perceive it you know because they saw a lane get taken away but it was always a shit show and they're right i mean during rush hour it's a shit show you're not going to widen it you know if you widen it you have to take out storefronts or something. There's just, there's nothing you can do about it. So mm-hmm. it's better that it's a safe, you know, pedestrianized sort of like, uh, what's that, what's that street over there? It starts with an L. God, let me, call, let me call it Terrence. All right. So he's been fighting, f- you know, to keep the road buffet in place um, and uh, winning. And now winning. he's Woo. on to get a protected lane on Sunset. He's got a powerful oh, voice yeah, there. we'll talk about this because they just had a meeting. So we're going to talk about this. I just have to actually dial the number. So I went I to I believe the in you. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. 
I'm really trying. The whole show fell apart today. No, it's coming together. Stay yeah. positive. Let's stay okay, positive. Okay, okay, we're staying positive. Is he <laughs> wait? Is he ready for our call? Hello, Terrence. Hey, Terrence. Hey, Terrence. Hi, Terrence. You're on Bike Talk Live on the live stream. Wow. KPFK. Mm-hmm. Stone Ward, your awesome. host, and Nick, Richard, your co-host, and we've got the. Uh, uh, Mount Wilson Bicycling Association. <laughs> MWBA. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like my job in life is to make everything that Don Ward does that was formerly cool less cool because I'm a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> my four-year-old was the first four-year-old to crash the marathon. Yeah. Lowering oh. his three creds. Hell yeah. Um, now he's seven and he's talking about biking it himself this year. Oh, wow. So, uh, oh, awesome. Yeah. Soon I'm going to have you like with babysitters and nannies and you're formerly like super duper punk bike race. <laughs> <laughs> wow, memories. <laughs> so we were just talking about the Rowena Road Diet. And road Buffet, excuse me. Road you. Buffet. And, um, you know, just sort of prepping, prepping our audience for your entry onto the stage here. So, um, you know, Rowena, we won. They're not going to change it, right? Are we set, are we set on Rowena? We have won. It is it is it is a done deal. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good work, everybody. Yeah. Good, job. Good work, everybody. In fact, once again, like pulling into nostalgia, I first learned of Don Ward at the Rowena Town Hall on September thirtieth, twenty fifteen. It's so all about famous. me. Yeah. <laughs> and then. I requested a coffee with him. I was like, hey, would you have coffee with me? Because he was like a big, super-duper bike advocate. And he had coffee with me. And then out of that conversation, he introduced me to some experts that hatched Sunset for All. Wow. So really, he's the godfather. You know, my first encounter Jesus. with Don, I, I asked him out for coffee, too. And then we had Napoleon. Cafe Tropical. Cafe Tropical. Wow. So we have something in common. And there was a sandwich. Named I love coffee. Him. There is a sandwich. Can we not make this about me? <laughs> Maybe we should. Just a little, little bit more. A little bit more. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, so okay. So we got Rowena. David Rue's not going to do we, anything. We don't, we, we don't just have Rowena. We are expanding on Rowena. Whoa. whoa. So, Where's it going? So um, right now, um, there's a lot of work being done by Neighborhoods United for Safe Streets. They're doing fantastic work because the Hyperion Bridge Complex you know, that's all being redone, and we don't want to rehash that whole four to three lane thing because yeah, 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 why yeah. talk about I that? Get, I get really depressed. But, um, yeah, but the, so, I mean, if you think about those bike lanes, if you're traveling north, because, you, you know, there are going to be bike lanes on the bridge, and that's great. You know, we have to, we have to also be supportive of some public policy. Well, yeah. We I, don't always get everything that we want, but, but right. we get some of it. We still got a victory. But, um, yeah. We, yes. If, okay. if you're traveling north on that bridge, um, you're still going to be thrown onto Glendale Boulevard in the middle lane. Yeah, that's so why we wanted the single lane. The bridge. Yeah. yeah, and then um, the freeway off-ramp from the 5 to Glendale Boulevard, and then they, I believe they have 15-foot travel lanes. We're and getting so, so nerdy here. We're getting way nerdy. I, well, I was, Okay, yeah, let's, nerdy let's stay nerdy. Let's stay nerdy. Let's hear it. Okay. Super nerdy. So, so Scott Gamson's been doing some fantastic work with the city at saying, hey, let's get a safe connection to Glendale. Let's get a safe way to connect, you know, Silver Lake to the Metrolink in Glendale and Atwater Village, and so uh, it looks like we're we're getting some traction because it makes way too much sense to install you know left turn lanes at Glendale and Riverside and all that stuff. So a lot of good stuff is happening from oh. the Rowena victory. David Rue actually called for protected bike lanes in the final report, 
mm-hmm. because we organized so well. And this was after, you know, truthfully, he had been organizing the opposition against it, sort of, or at least, at the very least, he was a fellow traveler with them. We so gotta, we gotta have you, you on the show you, more because this is like really the most positive conversation. Shot this is great. <laughs> Usually, <laughs> it's like can Yeah, yeah, great. Okay. So, okay, so yeah. wh- where is, okay, so Rowena is going to expand to Fletcher or no? It's, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not a done deal, uh-huh. but we are in beginning talks because the community is definitely seems to want it because how crazy is this? So we have the L.A. River bike path, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be our bike highway. Yeah. And up until this year, there was not one bike lane that connected to it on the entire route through the city. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean that was that was our big argument in the period, right? Yeah, we so wanted like you, a you have you probably know where that is, right, Don? Where where's that one bike lane that connects with the the LA River Trail? Win- Winnetka. Winnetka. Wow. Okay. Nice. So what's the distance between Winnetka and I don't know uh, the, the the South LA border of the wow. LA River? Yeah, there is, is no other miles? bike lane that goes to. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe wait a minute. Actually, Tahunga might connect. I heard, I heard not, but, 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 but we'll see. Okay. But we'll see. Actually, we'll the, bike, see. The, the bike path I, I is not there. The bike path is not there yet. That's right. Okay. You're right. It's just when from, from Burbank, you know, from, from Victory, you know, right there where, yeah. where, where the, that segment starts all the way until it ends. There's no way to connect to the bike yeah, path without taking your life into your hand. Right. Okay. And so a lot of people are excited because Rowena connects to Glendale Boulevard. We could connect Rowena mm-hmm. to you know, bike lanes down to the river if, uh, you know, we can get that public traction behind it. And, and we're working really hard to organize. We're talking to L.A. Dot about it. It's Scott Gamson's doing a great job with that advocacy. Now, see, on that front, if we can get bike lanes on Glendale Boulevard to the L.A. River bike path connected to Rowena, then you got the Griffith Park lanes there that go to Sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, then I wouldn't feel bad about the Hyperion Bridge not having bike lanes, but I would feel really sad that we didn't get the sidewalk saved. So, I, uh, yeah, I mean know, that's the big issue, right? I, I think that Glendale is a is a good compromise way to take bike lanes from, you know, Silver Lake Hollywood area down to the river. Fine, because it's a little mm-hmm. less hectic than where Hyperion spits you out, which is in the middle of a bunch of speeding traffic. Where's the protected lane? Can I ask lane? you a question? No. I, can I, I just want to ask a question because this is, this is the wonky question I always wanted to know about that campaign because it was before my time. Okay. You know, they removed... They, they, so for those listening who aren't familiar you know, with this issue, they, to, to, to have protected bike lanes, um, they couldn't put a sidewalk on both sides of the bridge. They had to remove one of the sidewalks on one side of the bridge, and, and that was a major problem. I was just curious because... The grade is so steep on that bridge. Why couldn't it be a shared path on one side so, like, people could still have a sidewalk on one side and bicyclists could share, like, an extra wide sidewalk? Because no one's going more than, like, eight miles per hour up that bridge. Well, it's the down trip, you know. It's, it's people riding bikes on the shared path heading downhill towards pedestrians. We, we thought we had a real legit t- chance at getting the ideal design, which was to have separated ADA-compliant sidewalks on both sides and then buffered bike lanes on both sides, and we would take out one downhill car travel lane um, to have that. And we went through, I mean, myself and Mooney and a whole, like, 
hundreds of people. We worked on this so hard. And we were doing everything legit. We went through the neighborhood council system. We, we, we got on the citizens advisory committee, all that stuff. And we thought, okay, we're doing all this stuff legit. So therefore, why accept compromise? They, there mm-hmm. was one point where they offered us a compromise deal and it was with shared paths on the bridge, and we didn't take it. Well, we I would never want a downhill it. shared path, just to make that on the record. Sure. I would think just like the uphill side. Right. I mean, the problem is, is that people sort of go wherever they want to go. You know, like mm-hmm. if, if you start a bike trip up at the top of the Hyperion Bridge, rather than crossing a whole bunch of high-speed traffic, you're just going to take the sidewalk that's closest to you, and sometimes that might be a downhill trip. So we didn't want to have a great point. I didn't think of that. That's why I asked. I wanted to learn something. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, their compromise proposal was that both sides would be shared paths and no bike lanes. And we should have taken that because what you do is like, then we would have gotten the sidewalks. Now that is concrete on the ground that they can't change. Right. So we Mm -hmm. get the sidewalks and then at a later date, you fight still to take out a lane and put in some buffered bike lanes like later, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Hey, there's been a couple of crashes on this shared use path. This doesn't make sense. Let's, you know, reduce a lane on each side and put in buffered or protected bike lanes. Mm -hmm. That would have been like the 10 year plan, but we were, or the five year plan or whatever, but we were, we were too zealous. And, and uh, I learned so much from that exercise because we went house to house in the neighborhood and got so many signatures in support of losing a lane. I, I made sure that every single person that signed that petition knew that we were losing a lane heading downhill. And we sold it to everybody. We sold mm-hmm. it to practically everybody house to house. And, and businesses. We had letters. We had letters from the schools. We had letters from wow. every business on Glendale. We had letters from Trader Joe's, from all the employees, everybody. We just went mm. for everybody. And we got every... I mean, it's all on the council... It's in the public record. You can go look it up. It's like a 500-page PDF with like a thousand signatures, a hundred letters, principles. The, you know, Bennett Kaiser, the president of the LAUSD board. I think he is. Wow. Or you know, um, he even he, made, he made was. a letter. I think Austin Butner is now. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. we well, went over the top, and we thought we might we were going for the for the perfect plan, but we didn't think strategically because guys like Tom Labonge. And Mitchell Farrell, when they dig in, they, you know, they don't, they don't want, they they don't want to relinquish their power. You got to give them a way to look good. Yeah. And we didn't. So we got stomped. Well, I also think it's an example how outside anti-safety organizations are good at telling the narrative, um, even if they aren't the majority. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, I know that there was some comment because, quote unquote, Rowena is a quote unquote disaster. Some major public official said, you know, that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. led sort of the, the public opinion on a lane reconfiguration on the bridge. That was Matt and Zabo. Somehow, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because it just seems like the market for local news is, you know, people over 55 or 60 or 65, people who don't see themselves getting in a bike lane for the most part. Obviously, we have fantastic bike advocates who are that age. Right. People who aren't starting from scratch as much. And so they love to run this bike lane controversy stuff on the television. And then they don't actually show up when the entire community comes out to say, oh, no, no, this is what we want on Rowena. 
I mean, in yeah. Rowena, we flooded the council office compared to the opponents. Nice. It wasn't even close. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it wasn't even, I mean, it was not even close to how many members of the community wanted to keep that road diet. You guys you know? kind and of... I'm going to use the term, you, you guys, use the term uh, road diet because they can't turn it into something negative. It's a positive. The community <laughs> loves that thing. Right, good, <laughs> if good. You go, if, you, if you go by... That's the diet that up, works. Even that, yeah, yeah even, that, even that meeting that you were at, Don, where you spoke... You know, two-thirds of the people spoke in favor of it that day. Right, right. And then they still spent two years trying to rip it out. I know. That's right, Larchmont. I was like, Rowena is like a Larchmont. Let's go outside and just walk the businesses right now. Fuck it. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, so, I mean, okay, what was that one guy's name that, that like, tried to... Screw I don't want to bag on anybody. On <laughs> what was his, no, I want to calling people out. Quit calling people. We got that guy thrown out. I mean, he's now living in Venice. Like, he had enough. <laughs> he was, he was like the main opposition. He was making videos. He was making videos, and I would heckle his ass so hard. He was like making videos of these car drivers running stop signs, and his point was, people are are driving around the Rowena Road Diet and breaking the law here. You know, so he was, and it was just like. Yeah, you're making a video of scofflaw drivers. We need to put a cop there or something. He's like, no, we need heavily to put Rowena edited, there. Heavily edited videos yeah, where yeah, he kept yeah. on cutting after each car passed by. Yeah. So you actually don't know if he was out there for seven hours because he made it seem like a quick, 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 quick cut. You know, it wasn't yeah. like he had the video camera on for a really long period of time. There was a... Um, m- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this strategically, though, that mm-hmm. something that's interesting, you could argue it from the other side. So we were always militantly polite with him militantly polite yes. with him. Keep Rowena safe what? Yes. Um, like, no matter how many lies he told, we would twist it into, we <laughs> know that you mean well, we know you want good things for your community, but here's the actual fact, and then he would move the goalposts, and then we mm. would say, you're moving the goalposts, but we're going to address your new concerns. And this happened on Facebook and next door for three years and took up half oh of my, my life. God. But <laughs> the community got informed because we would not let him get away with a lie. And we obsessively, obsessively, politely corrected him every single time. Hmm, to the point that he was so isolated that he could no longer, that he, you know, he couldn't really, he didn't have any power base any longer. And then he had a split with the other person on the council, who I'm sure you adore. Yeah, and then Anne he Marie ended up Johnson. being a part of our coalition to take over the Silver Lake Neighborhood Council with all safe streets activists. Wait, wait, he wait, didn't wait, run wait, with wait, us. Wait. But he backed our coalition because we were militantly polite. Hmm. Get out of here. Hmm. Wait a minute. I thought no, Anne Marie Johnson I thought Anne Marie Johnson was the one that friends. switched. Wasn't Anne Marie um, Johnson the one that switched positions though? She decided to Um she publicly switched positions, but hmm. I can't say anything further on that issue. <laughs> and, okay. Um, <laughs> I'll just switch it back to the issue we're talking about because I'm trying not to try not to gossip. I'm trying but to remember that guy's name that though. Militantly polite, Don. Okay, but what was his Militantly name? Militantly polite. On. I will say this. So at the last Rowena meeting, the last public meeting where everybody came out in force in support of it, uh-huh. this gentleman in question walks up to me and he shakes my hand and he goes, I don't even oppose it anymore. Wow. Amazing. That's awesome. Wow. This guy that we argued with for three years, led the opposition, said all sorts of dishonest things for so long, did character assassinations, came up and ended up shaking my hand and saying, I support it now. That's how we win campaigns. I love it. You're an inspiration, man. You're an inspiration. But there's another way that we win campaigns, by having the Don Wards of the world heckling them 
So it makes <laughs> us seem like well, we're you know, reasonable it, ones. You know, when it, we're actually sending Don text saying like heckle, 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 it's, hey, it's Don. The, <laughs> it's the Martin Luther King become, and uh, Malcolm X. X. I, I've become exactly how I think about it. I used to be the reasonable guy because there was <laughs> there was Alex Thompson and Stephen Box, and they would attack LACBC. <laughs> Like they 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 were just rowdy. They were like pu- publish yeah. lies about council members just to rattle them, and then they'd get some inside dirt and throw it up there, and it just like made these people nervous. And I looked like a reasonable guy. Now it's now it's my role wow. to be a crotchety. That is the player. greatest thing. I love it. I love hearing that. That's awesome. <laughs> Terrence, okay, well, yes. you you talked about the Silver Lake Neighborhood Council. That you said something about yeah, uh, you taking it over. Is that what you said? Um, you know, Scott Gamzin gets all the credit for this. You know, he and I co-founded Keep Rowena Safe together. And he managed to pull off this incredible political organizing in North Silver Lake, where he put together this place, and he got a bunch of pro-safety people. And as a part of that, you know, this is a good transition. I think you were there, Nick. You know, Wednesday, the Silver Lake Neighborhood Council unanimously, with one abstention, endorsed Sunset Protected Bike Lane. Wow. Congratulations, everybody. We get to give a little clap to Come on. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. got a full house I, here I, tonight. I, we got too many people, not enough microphones. Has that ever happened? Right now, now a super cool person, you know, that's on our team who also leads the effort. She sent me a text right afterwards. She's like, that was step number 348 out of 1700, which is totally true. Wait. We have another gazillion steps to go. Oh, okay. But it's a, good, it it's, it's, it's a good step. Yeah, you're you're dedicated. You're 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 the new the new godfather, so you're changing we'll lives, man. Oh, no. It's, yeah, it's thank amazing. You for your work. Thank it really you. is amazing how much work that has to go into changing things on that legislative level. And it takes a lot of patience and a lot of persistence. So And a lot of stupid public meetings. <laughs> Just the oh my worst. goodness. And let's be honest, like a lot of privilege. Cause like, right, because who, who has the time? Go to all these meetings. Like, right. I'm a doctor's wife. You know what I mean? If <laughs> I wasn't a doctor's wife, then you know how? That's would you, how you do. How it. would? <laughs> hey, we got to do whatever we can, right? Like, Every little bit counts. One hundred percent. But also, I mean, people. You know, if you make it fun, you make like a a ride to the. There's ways you can rile people up to come. When it's important, you can show a number of people. If you manipulate them. You'll have to teach me because I don't find it fun. I'm just angry. I, I'm, I'm the person who's angry inside, but constantly pleasant on the outside. I'm totally too fake. I could I'm tell that about you. I, I saw the vein bulging. I saw your eyelid kind of flickering the last time I saw you. Man, um, I hope you stay on the bike you side. Look, <laughs> you look at a pollution map of L.A., and a week ago Sunday, my child was breathing... PMI 2.5 of 152, and that's the equivalent to them smoking seven cigarettes a day if they play outside. How can that not make you angry? Uh, <laughs> how can that not then transfer to we need structural change? We do, and it's like the fossil fuel thing. When is that going to end? That's going to take like 20, 30 years to really yeah, I mean, get America. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... If, okay, you know, let's get I back to, to the positive stuff. When we do these websites, <laughs> when we do these websites, and when we do these talks for neighborhood councils, I have to do all this research, and of course, we have to make sure ours is accurate because the other people get to lie, but we can't lie. We have to be accurate. It takes way more work. So, like, I know some numbers right now because you know I was preparing for the Silver Lake Neighborhood Council, and here's some numbers I didn't get to say. So now I'm going to get to say them, Don. 
I'm not going to say them. Um, 72% of car sales last year were SUVs or, you know, light-duty light trucks. SUVs, pickup trucks, or I believe minivans are included in that, but I have to double-check that for accuracy. But, um, yeah, it's essentially SUVs. Minivans are the worst. Sales. Minivans handle sort of like a car, and they're quick. And I feel like oh, no, those things are the most trucks, dangerous. The point being that, like, they're, they're burning gas, and they don't get good gas mileage. Right. And they're going to be on the road an average of 13 to 15 years. So even if we went all electric tomorrow, we would still have 13 to 15 years of cars on the road right. that are overwhelmingly fossil fuel, which is why every single major street that we have is fossil fuel infrastructure, and we need to reallocate space. Well, you're preaching to the choir, my friend. We I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let's talk, let's talk about Sunset for All a little more. Um, that is a plan. Well, right? I don't know. Are you going to troll me about bi-directional again? Uh, I'm gonna, no, I'm, I'm not. We don't need a troll. We don't need a troll. I, I, um, I actually just found out about Sunset for All yeah. through the radio show, through knowing that you were coming on. So I'm really interested to hear. Yeah, I say go well, for that it. That shows you know? that I'm a failure as an advocate. <laughs> or that I'm disconnected from the scene. <laughs> yeah, it's Shemaine. She's disconnected. So oh. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, so we're we're gonna take the go bike put my lanes. Feet in some dirt. We're gonna take the light the bike lanes. We're gonna move them over to one side of Sunset. I'm not gonna hate yeah. it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hate it. I support it. You guys are making things happen. Screw it. Yeah. Know? So, um, we're moving the bike lanes over to one side, and they're gonna be protected. That's the only way they fit. You know, you so the mobility plan 2035 calls for protected bike lanes on Sunset. LA dot never intended them to be anything but on both sides of the street, which means you have to remove all of the parking for 2.7 miles along Sunset for just the borders of Sunset for All. And I don't think anybody, I don't think Don Ward, even if he got elected CD13 council member, could get 2.7 oh, miles of parking oh, removed. Oh, challenge accepted. I could sell this stuff. I've I've sold a road diet in Northridge. <laughs> That's like a Republican stronghold. Yeah, just insane. I could do I it. I love that video. That was a great video of you selling it in Northridge. <laughs> no, no, I may have to go with Terrence here. I mean, I went house to house. I went house ass. to house. I found some, some warriors. Anyways, but yeah, taking out 2.5 miles. But Northridge versus Is there, Sunset? There's no way to narrow the lanes to like, you know, 10 feet or something? No, no. Um, it's 76 feet right now. The, the, the bike lanes take up 10 feet. You need 11 for a minimum bidirectional. The problem is you need three-foot buffers on both sides if you have... If you have, you know, on both sides of the street, mm-hmm. where you only need a three-foot buffer on one side of the street, if both bike lanes are on one side of the street, did what I said just make sense? Now, <laughs> what about what about just like um, uh, just adding, like you know, on Santa Monica, I think it's on uh, Broadway. They put in some bike lanes where they did put like a two-foot buffer on the right side of the bike lane, like a dashed line. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where it sort of tells mm-hmm. drivers like... So you're hey, saying like truly like a buffered bike lane instead of a protected bike lane if we talk about like a bollard being protected. So we're using the same language. Yeah, a bollard yeah, yeah. being protected, buffered being extra paint. Yes, like paint, um, thicker paint, narrower lanes. You couldn't get an, you feet. couldn't get more than an extra six inches in both bike lanes if you were really? to do that. Really? Yeah. I always yeah. had this and dream of like, bringing a spray department of DIY <laughs> narrowing of the lanes uh, to sunset. I said that on air. I oh, mean, well, now I can't do it. Obviously, I'm, I'm coming from <laughs> <online>. I'm, 
I'm coming from my perspective of yeah. like what's politically possible. So I could be in error. I could be wrong. Uh -huh. But I do know the I do know the lane width, and I know that the street width is 76 feet. And then you just do the math from there. 76 um, feet. Okay. Then, yeah. That's pretty. So cool. if you, you the math done? You look at two parking lanes. <laughs> two. Okay. You got you got a middle turn lane. Middle turn lane is mm -hmm. is nine feet. Mm-hmm. 10 feet you 10 got feet, really 10 foot each lane for but remember lanes. la doc gets really angry about they're not having 10 and a half feet in the curb lane well screw them but you're right you're yeah. right you can do 10 you yeah can do 10. the the, the mut mutcd allows for nine foot hmm. what's mutcd i love that manual of uniform so traffic control ten, devices right? ah. okay so you got 10 foot and then you got you got four lanes that's 50 foot so yeah, middle five, turn yes yeah, so you got five ten Five, that's 50 feet. Then you got, what, 26 mm -hmm. feet to play with? This is the narrowest part of Sunset? Yeah. Okay, well, so... Well, I mean, this is just... A, it's a 76 foot... It's 76 feet wide most, most, of the, most of the way through there. Okay. Until you hit Fountain, and then it gets narrower, which is why Sunset for All ends there. But let's just talk about the gotcha. wide part. Okay, so you got 26 feet to play with. Um, parking is... 14 what? feet in parking. 14, 7, and 7, right? 7 and 7, okay, 14. So you got 12 feet, so 6 foot. Yeah. I mean... Six foot, you know, and for each bike lane. I mean, even wide. Right now, it's already. Lane. Right now, it's already five. It's like that one foot little lane, There's and you some... already get doored into traffic. It's not going to make any. It's not yeah. going to make any okay. mom get on a bike with her kid and go to the farmer's market. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna do it now. That that okay. There is bike lanes on Griffith Park. Are you connecting those? So how did you know? That's the question I have. Is how do you get? From Griffith Park. Okay, so this is the amazing thing about the project is it connects 100,000 people with the subway line, the red line. What yeah. do you call it now? I can't keep track. Who cares? We'll call it um, red line forever. <laughs> so it goes, from, it goes from Fountain Avenue, you know, which is like the border of Los Feliz right there where the Scientology Media Center is. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's, you know, that corner. And, uh, you know, where you start the, the ride. Yeah. Um, and then it goes all the way to Douglas, which is the border of CD13, you know, very close to Dodger Stadium-ish, maybe right, 100 meters shy of, yeah. the, of the bus-only lane. Yeah. So that's on Sunset. But the really cool thing is then, imagine there's a spur off of that route, starting at Sunset Junction, that goes all the way to the subway of Santa Monica, Vermont. Love it. So we're not just putting in a bike lane, we're connecting 100,000 people with mass transit without them having to sit in traffic on a bus or in a car. I love it. So let's do this. What's the next step that you guys are going? Um, you guys got um, the Silver Lake Neighborhood Council to approve it. Yes. I mean, really, at the end of the day, um, you know, I can only be so forthcoming, but okay. I will just say that the most important voice in the community um, from the political lay of the land is going to be the businesses trading parking for prosperity. Okay? And oh. I think we have this come up with this really incredible frame, which is um, everybody go to Vimeo and look up the street film of the Indianapolis Cultural Trail. And it's this great eight-minute advertisement of, like, the potential to have a cultural trail instead of just a bike lane. So we're not asking the merchants to accept having a protected bike lane or trade that for parking. We're saying you should be leading this charge to have a cultural trail because, for God's sake, if Indianapolis can have a cultural trail, imagine what we could have in East Hollywood, Silver Lake, and Echo Park. I mean, the original film right. studios all started in our communities. The um, incredible gay rights locations like the Mattachine Steps and the Black Cats. We have unmatched cultural diversity between Little Armenia, Thai Town, Hi-Fi, you know, right. all of the Latinx cultural institutions 
you know, we of all people have a cultural trail. And right. on top of that, there's 25.5 million customers visiting Hollywood and Highland annually. How much of that revenue are they capturing? So Barely can, any of you. Can we take so the, if we uh, could tell people? What was that? Can we take the Sunset Bike Lanes through to Hollywood and bring it all the way down to uh, the Man's Chinese? Not yet. Thing? But as soon as they see how fantastically prosperous our version is with a cultural <laughs> trail, they're going to scream for it. And then we have this Hollywood Boulevard thing that Mitch is doing a great job pushing forward. You know what? We have to give credit, and people like having positive affirmations, with, <laughs> affirmations right, right. Yeah. from the Safe Juice community when they do something good. Thank you. we got to cheer it with, you know, pom-poms. Yes, we do. Um, do we, though? So, so pick up your pom-poms anyway. for Hollywood. Okay. For Hollywood Boulevard. I did see and that then plan. That's Looks cool. where the mobility plan is supposed to put the protected bike lanes. They're supposed to go down Hollywood Boulevard and connect with Sunset. So that's the perfect setup. We're uh, like we're laying it on the table. Man, I support you one hundred percent. So Thank you. Yes, yes, I got down order around the <laughs> bi-directional protected bike lanes. I, and I, I support you like too. <laughs> um I'm I mean your energy is is great. So I think I feel like it's going to happen just talking to you. So, oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Right? Because Don't you guys believe it's so it? stupid for it not to happen. <laughs> What's it's, the next it's step so then? Stupid to have it not happen. I think you got to get like every that, every neighborhood council right to along the route to uh, to agree with it, and pass it. Like so, so now we're going to go back to the crazy thing that bike advocates have to do. Or really, to be honest, because like I don't care about bikes. I care about just my kids not breathing poisonous air, and bikes are the best tool through which us to address that problem right. in our specific, like, you know, region. So just like as a sustainability activist who happens to ride a bike with children, um, what the crazy hoops that we have to jump through. Today I'm texting with Avital Shavit, who's the brilliant real organizer behind Sunset for All. She, she's the one doing all the real work. You know, I'll get up there and I'll give a presentation, but she's the one who's making all those phone calls and all those emails to get volunteers to go where they're supposed to go, right. which I'm so terrible at. So she really... Just like Scott Gamson deserves all the credit for winning Rowena, Avital deserves all the credit for how far we've moved on Sunset for All. Right on. Along with some other really essential team members. But, you know, today, she's texting me an hour ago pictures of we need to identify what those lost parking spots are because you have to – sorry, I haven't explained that, so I'm ahead of myself. You do have to lose some parking spaces for sight lines. So we're preserving 2.7 miles of parking compared to LADOT's original plan but we're still going to lose some parking spots around driveways and side streets that don't already have red zones. Wait, what was L.A. Um, Dot's original plan? That was going to be protected take. on both sides, and they were going to take out 2.7 miles of Yeah, yeah. So it was basically impossible. Consider political considerations. They just drew lines on a map. You know, when the, city, when the city planning department did mobility plan 2035, I mean, a lot of people did some fantastic work there, but at a certain point, they put in lines where they made sense without thinking about, like, can we actually get this done? Do you think there's support in LADOT for the, the bi-directional path? Um, I think that formerly, I know formerly there was zero support for it at LADOT. It made them too nervous. But then once they started um, installing on Maine in spring, um, my understanding from Little Birds is that, uh, is <laughs> that uh, they're coming around to it. Uh, they still felt like, you know, it made them nervous because, I mean, they don't have... I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about it. Like, I think they're fantastic. But they don't have, you know, what do they have, seven miles of protected bike lanes in the city? Ten, twelve? You know, of, of the type where you're putting them on streets. So they don't have, like, this huge institutional knowledge of how to do this. But there are other um, 
there's other consulting firms that do, such as like Tool or Alta. And so uh, there was this really great meeting arranged with CD13, LA Dot, and some volunteers who live in CD13 from a major design firm. I'm not sure if they want me to say which one. So <laughs> I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it, you know, anonymous. But um, mm, so these engineers did, you know, a bunch of really, really expensive pro bono work and had a meeting and everybody agreed in the room that it fit. Right on, man. Well, thank um, you. You know, we're, OK, so nice. let's get the websites. Let's get the websites out there. It's sunset number four all dot com or dot correct. Org? Yes. Dot com. Sunset for number four all dot com. Um, sunset and, for uh, all. Dot I, you com. know, I think. From a cyclist perspective, also, is if you look at uh, Strava, you know, if you look at Strava data, you can see a heat map of where people ride. Right. And where everybody gets pushed through, and this includes me when I lived in Old Town, Pasadena, before I moved to Silver Lake, everybody from Pasadena to Burbank, past the Hollywood Hills, all the way south to Beverly Boulevard, the only way they can get east-west is through that Sunset Boulevard mountain pass. It's a right. mountain pass. You can't right. go around it. There's no mm-hmm. safe residential street you know right we, if we're honest with ourselves we can say you know well west of there you know starting you know if you're further south of clinton you know you can say clinton heliotrope you know you know the routes yeah. you can through the flatter parts of the city you can find residential streets that run parallel they may right. not go the whole way but at least you can find some you can't do that between beverly and pasadena um, mm. except for like the la river trail but the la river trail as we all know if you try to take it downtown you're going to die. <laughs> so the, only real, the only real way to go is to go via the Sunset Pass, unless right. you're going to go all the way down to 7th Street to connect with the bike lanes there, yeah. which is insane. We're not going to move the needle on, on ridership or mode share unless we make it as easy as getting in a car. Well, yeah, and I, right. And may I say, I think it's important for the people who are like, man, we're going to be losing parking, right, um, to remember that it's a give and take. You know, there's there's so many different people, so many different forms of transportation, and it is a matter of privilege to have a car. And in an urban city with such sprawl, we really need to be thinking about everyone. So it's going to be a give and take on, you know, what, <coughs> who, uh, you know, we have to think outside of ourselves is what I'm saying. And this we kind is, of have to. This is Satan talk hey. to, <laughs> the, to the car crowd. You know, this I'm, is I drive literally a car. Satan talk. I drive a car too <laughs> and it would suck a little bit but it also makes me happy to see when people are outside and just not contributing to that carbon emission and all of that good stuff or not good stuff i love what you're saying and if you just knew how many people come at me about parking once you actually enter like that threshold of the neighborhood meeting it oh, is just God. unbelievable like how many people feel that they own this public space outside their apartment building. Yeah, it's it's very hard to talk to people about parking. Everybody is just gaslit on it. So well, there's always going to be okay. Cars. So now you want to know the there's always going to be having to the pay parking. Uh, Might as well just right? force people like, to take public transit. I really like Silver Lake, but there's no parking. Bye. Bye. <laughs> like, we don't have to live okay, here. Okay, go to <laughs> Asperia where it's like giant <laughs> asphalt craters surrounding a Chick-fil-A or something. Right. Go to Florida. Right? There's plenty yeah. of parking in Florida. Don't vacation in Europe. There's no parking there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terrence. Or next to the Costco, right? Yeah, yeah, go to Costco. Okay, Terrence, thank you for the update. We're gonna. Um, thank you for having me. Is there, is there a meeting coming up soon that we should uh, that the listeners and we should be aware of? And um, go to? Uh, so the first Monday of every month, we do have a meeting of people interested in uh, 
and doing outreach and getting involved. So um, sign up on the mailing list at sunsetforall.com, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll start sending out invites. We haven't been great with our email list. Well, that's one of our it's one of our priorities is to get better at it. Volunteers okay. doing the best you can. We yeah. get that. <laughs> I think I get. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Terrence. Thanks for coming on, and we'll have you back on because, like I said, it's so positive. I feel energized. Yeah, I feel. I feel like this can happen. Too. Yeah. It Thank could you be the for coffee. Me. I will I see you with a seven-year-old at the Crash the Marathon ride next month. All right, <laughs> take care. Have a good one. Ciao. Thanks for having me. See ya. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whoa, there's that Google sign. Ooh. All right, we're gonna take a break, and then after the break, we're gonna have on our friend Nona. What's up, Nona? Hey. Which, who who isn't on the radio stage just yet? But we've heard her out in the distance. Oh, what? Me? We'll bring her into the. We'll bring her out from the yeah. cold into the cabin, the radio Ooh. cabin. And uh, we're going to talk to her. Where's Verbs? So Verbs had a little emergency, so he's not going to be able to make it tonight. Oh, okay. All so right. we're going to have uh, Roadblock on the DJ set. Well, I always play Fugazi. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you guys if you knew about International Clash Day coming up. Ooh, no. Oh, my God. It's so huge. And apparently there's all these cities in Washington that, like, their mayors are adopting it because it's they're, – they're, you know, I don't know as much about this as I want to, but apparently there's a move to uh, have an, an international clash day that is also part of um, climate change awareness. Ooh. Ooh, climate change. So. All right, we'll talk about it when we come back. Bike Talk stage, the Bike Talk world stage. No, 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 She needs to grab the microphone and. Uh, thanks, Don. Yeah. Uh, what can I say? I think uh, she's uh, the uh, founder of the Bike Culture Institute. And film by bike. Did you found that? No, I did not. My friend Eileen Crotty did up in Portland. Okay. It's a. Uh, it's a really awesome nonprofit in Portland. Um, they do two different programs every year, um, and they kind of make the movies available to nonprofits all over the U.S. as a tool for community building and fundraising. Um, and they are just a really great organization that uh, is incredibly inclusive and fun. If you're ever in Portland when they do their big festival, it's worth going to. Cool. But yeah. When is uh, when's the f- Film by Bike Festival. Up oh there. man, is that I the only place? June, May or June. It's like Bike Month during big, the big bike season. Okay, all right. And y- there's going to be a film by bike here in LA. Yes, the Sunday. Uh, it's our third one. Sunday, um, Sunday, Sunday. I was, <laughs> Thank you. I was I almost going to do that, I and then I was like, so "That good. is so cliche." <laughs> so good. I'm glad that you, you did it. You can count on me. <laughs> you could do it again. It'll never get old for me because I do all my events Sunday, on Sundays. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> 
So we go dig in the dirt. Adventure bikes <laughs> and dirt and trail uh, work is kind of going to be a yeah. larger theme for this it film is, by bike. Oh, yeah, okay, um, so we have a theme. There is a theme. The three theme is dirt and community building and like kind of finding your place and everything. Really, the the theme with all of our exhibitors this year is kind of trail and mountain biking. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, one of the nice things about it is that you don't have to ride there. This isn't a race. Um, and so there's a lot of different kinds of cyclists who show up, roadies, mountain bikers, everything in between. Um, and you get to hang out together or with your spouses or your non-bikey um, friends. And yet you can still, like, share the joy of these movies and stories and hanging out. Um, and so that's been really positive. But one of the things that we've noticed is that when these, like, I guess they used to be called bike curious people show up, they're like, oh, <laughs> where do I ride? How do I get involved? It Who's seems doing scary. This? It's How terrifying. Do I do it? <laughs> what is, why is everything so expensive? Where's the trailhead? You know, like all of the questions. Yeah. So um, the idea is really that we have all of these different groups where you can kind of like find your people and come away from this actually writing more or actually engaging more in these things that you love. So um, because it's so dirt focused this year, like we have Girls Gone Riding. Um, they're the ones who actually got me mountain biking, and I love those ladies. First group I went mountain biking. Girls with. Gone Riding. Mm-hmm. Girls Gone Riding. Is that um, is Susie, Susie Loeber involved? No, with that? no, that's She's SWAT. Not. She Wolf Attack Team. Yeah, that's well. Oh, I thought it was something else she did. No, it's oh, not. Okay. Who, um, um, this is Wendy is Engelberg. There? She's the she's the director, and there's like five chapters. There's a Mojave chapter, and then Empire, Orange County, San Diego, Kern County. Cool. Yeah, it's big. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So, like, you know, I think that's a big deal for a lot of women who want to get writing uh, at all levels. And then, you know, we'll have MWEA there. We'll have um, Around the Cycle. They do um, not only a regular sort of service for bike, but they also do, um, like, commission bike stuff. So it can help feed the the machine and Mm -hmm. be more environmentally friendly. And that's also kind of a theme that we have is um, we're trying to do things zero waste. And, um, yeah. Hallelujah for that. Yeah. Thank you for that consciousness. Okay. So this Sunday, where is it located? It's at Boomtown Brewery in the Arts District. And it's is that super where it was last time? Exactly. It's place a is super cool. rad I venue. Like that place. Yeah. yeah. I like the couches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a really perfect spot to watch films for sure. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a nice place to spend some time. Yeah. What was the last big uh, event you did? Like the last one I saw was the the one in like Grand Park. Hey, wait, oh. you're getting a call. <gasps> Somebody's calling. Hello? Hi. Hey, this is Ron. Hey, Ron. What's up, Ron? Hey, Ron. Congratulations. <laughs> you won an MWBA koozie when you come to yeah. the event on Sunday. I'm just confused because I'm listening to the computer and then the phone is different from the computer. You got to turn the you computer turn down. The com- yeah, turn that volume down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to, to Jonathan Lee because Alex isn't doing it. <laughs> Give a shout I out. I barely right heard now. the one thing that he was saying. Yo, what up, John? But, uh, hey, <laughs> yo, he's very but, yeah, quiet. I just want to say, MW, MWBA is sick, and I like the work really? that you guys are, they, are doing now. Did you guys and, get uh, flu shots? I, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, we just eat dirt. Yeah. We're good. You get, you guys, you guys are dope. And I remember the first trail work I went to, there was like four of us. And it was like Matt and Eric and Woo. David. Shout and out. And that was it. And then now I look at the pictures 
all the time. There's always so many people. 30 volunteers average. Can you believe that? All of you guys all at once. Average is like 30, 32 people. Do you guys form like one of those like lines where you throw rocks down the line? Sometimes Sometimes there's assembly lines. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. What is it called? What's the official term for it? Oh, a chain it? gang. Chain gang. <laughs> chain gang. Okay. Yeah. With the slide. Wow. Yeah, I mean, back I, then it was like if you were the new guy like me, they were like, "Yeah, Ron, uh, here's the bag. Uh, you go get the rock." <laughs> <laughs> the rock. The rock but, you collector. Know, but but I guess I guess like now it would be you know Alex that would be the guy calling the shots, telling me like, "Oh, Ron, go move those rocks mm-hmm. over here." Yeah. Amazing. How, how about it, Ron? How many people do you think Eric Hillard and Matt Baffert brought us into this current generation of MWBA? Uh, I mean, a shit ton. I mean, once once it really started, started taking off, that's when I went back to grad school and I kind of dropped off my participation. So, but, Ron, I mean, it exploded, like, ever since Ken Burton. <laughs> Who? Ken, Ken Burton. Ken Burton. Yeah, the trail we did in 2016. We oh. revitalized the trail that we originally built, our forefathers built back in the early 90s. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Wow, the Ken Burton trail. So we brought it back after it burned wow. back into the mountain in back the station fire in 2009. Oh yeah, I do remember that. And then so uh, once <laughs> we once we had the clearance to go back and reestablish the trail, we put in a pretty huge effort uh, bringing the trail tread back and fighting so back on that brush. That to bring it back to uh, film by bike. Are film you guys, you guys bike. are going to be speaking on the panel, right? Yeah, we are. So there's a panel. John and I will be on yeah. the the panel after the adventure shorts. Well, after the raffle, after the adventure shorts, and I That's do have right. to give. Can I just say that adventure shorts? I yeah. actually buy that on Amazon. In gold lame, <laughs> they're the infamous gold chonies. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know about that. Someone sent me an anonymous person. Anonymous person sent me golden chonies. An anonymous person. Dog. Yeah, it was, I, I, yeah. Don't, I still don't know who uh-huh. sent them. An to anonymous me. member of the community. Was it you? And how do they fit? <laughs> they're tight. <laughs> I gotta work. I gotta Tight. bike more. I gotta bike more. In the words of Matt Baffert, I gotta bike Tight. more. <laughs> Do we still have it's Ron a with us? I yeah, Ron's still there, right? What's up, Ron? Yeah. All right, Ron. Thanks for calling in. We're gonna. Hey, when yeah. you coming out next? <laughs> What's that? Oh, when you coming out next? We miss you. L L A tourist. You guys need to do a show about that. L A tourist. Yeah, the twenty third of Feb. Oh, what what is that? Twenty second of February. The LA Tourist Race is two and four oh four. Oh, is that the Golden Saddle thing? Yeah. Oh, it's cool. Ridiculous. I like saw that. it on Instagram and I was like, God, how do I, I'm not tuned in enough to even find out about this stuff. Definitely the best way to find out about our forest. Yeah. <laughs> See all the good views. That's amazing. Okay. You get all the good views. Yeah, it looked it looked all incredible. Day long. So there's Sunrise another sunset. There's another one. There's an LA tourist race on the twenty second. Yeah, February. Yeah, they're having this three one. this spring. When's yeah, we should call. One? We should call them all in. That'd be f- great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, Golden Saddle? It'd be great to get uh, Kyle on here. Low Lifes, Hillard, Jesus. come on in. We're gonna get run over with mountain bikers and shit. <laughs> but hey. by the by the way, on the uh, two two twenty two, Baffert is gonna go. That's his birthday. So happy early birthday! Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. All right, thanks, Ron. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, thanks Ron. Guys. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> See you again. Peace. So on the panel, we have MWBA, myself, and John. We got Bryce Hoffman from the Forest Service coming in. I'm so stoked to have Forest Service on the panel. I'm just like, it's kind of (laughs) dreamy. Those guys are kind of dreamy. Yeah. Uniforms and all. Okay, if anybody wants to call in, it's 323-250-3000. 
3596. So one of the things that I find important about all of my panels is that they're always at least 50% female or greater. Um, and that has led to a lot of really awesome uh, ladies talking about bikes in the past. And this year we're going to have Lynn Kennedy as well. She's from SWAT. Um, and she did a lot of international uh, track racing this last year um, for the first time. So that's really exciting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, Lynn, she was uh, also Wolfpack Marathon crash race dog yeah. tag winner. So that's cool. <coughs> yeah. So, um, great. When? Okay, we got to get there at 3 o'clock. I mean, if you want to really enjoy it and hang out with all these cool folks, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what do we just get tickets at the door? Uh, it makes my life easier if you buy them online. And if you get them online, you get a free raffle ticket, um, oh. which could be uh, some heavy pedal apparel. It could be um, some Abus cycling locks. Um, it could be a new handsaw, an MWBA trail work shirt oh, and gloves. Oh, shut up. Or wow. it could be a Roadrunner bag. <laughs> Ooh, shout out to Roadrunner. Yep. Roadrunner. Keeping us steezy for our bike camping mm. trips and commuting. Also, like in terms of the cute shit that's come through, the, the Abus sent these ridiculous um, reflective patches like the the boy scout patches you get except it's recycled like it's um reflective with a chain around it it's super cute wow 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 okay i like their hello kitty uh and and visible and visible super safe that's cool which is great for trail courtesy you want to be seen and heard Mm -hmm. and then look badass oh yeah you (laughs) the little bell you gotta have the little bell on your mountain bike so they hear you coming. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I sound like an angry Swiss cow coming down. Hey, that's fine. But if someone More can cowbell. hear you, that's great. <laughs> it's so important. It's so important to have trail courtesy. And that's one of the things that we really advocate for and try and educate the community about from all walks of trail life. So Even the animals. <laughs> it's true. And the animals. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And we feel like if, you know, mountain bikers, it's your obligation and responsibility to have a bell so you're seen and heard. You don't freak out horses. You don't freak out hikers around these turns. And you're cautious. And then it's also the hikers' um, responsibility when they when they hear a bell coming, you know, move out the way a little bit. You know, let's just be nice. Oh, damn. Say hi. Really? Yeah, you know, mm. I mean, I think it's it's that give and take, and it's about sharing the trail. You know, yeah. not no one owns the trail but the forest, and really, Mother Nature owns all of it, and she will take us all down. So we might as well be kind, be nice, say hi, and um, practice uh, consideration for everyone so we can all use a trail. Okay, so, but who do you think the trail SUVs are? Like, the people who don't get out of the way? Like, who are the, who are the baddies? The ones who are too stuck in their own heads? I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's that, really... That comes down to an individual basis. Yeah, Regardless definitely. of user group. Adap- definitely, 100%. I want to stereotype some people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will not be part Mountain of that bikers. Mountain bikers look like they're just bros. They're drinking their Red Bulls. They're doing flips. Oh, jeez. They're pushing people out of the way. They don't have any bells on their thing. There's always a bad apple out there. There's always. Oh. Yeah, in every group. There's Has there ever been people. injuries? Have there been like mountain beggars crashing into hikers? I mean, there's oh, yeah. there's been some quantitative studies. Um, Statistically, actual collisions are pretty low. Okay. Yeah, the incidents are ex- are extremely rare. Oh, Most, cool. Mostly, it's uh, opinions and complaints uh-huh. and perceptions. Okay. It's like a social issue. All right. 
So a lot of it can be diff- diffused by just by being polite. Because you see, like, the mountain bikers, and they have skulls on their helmets and stuff. <laughs> yeah. No. In the 90s. <laughs> I know. But that's, like, the equestrians are, like, way on it when it comes to mountain bikers in Griffith Park. So I'm in their little group. I kind of just hang out silently and watch all their chatter about all kinds of stuff. But they hate bicyclists. And they think they're all, like, baddies. So. And that's what takes the understanding. And that, that's one of the things is we really want to educate. You know, we, we're going to start going to some trailheads and just be giving out, like, knowledge and, um, <laughs> you know. Some knowledge. You going to wear your Adidas <laughs> shell toes, <laughs> dropping some knowledge. Ooh. Dropping some knowledge, dropping <laughs> some bells. <laughs> that's cool, yeah. You give out bells at the trail. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've been trying to get some bell boxes, but uh, that's in the works. Stickers. That's the potential. We got bell stickers. You know I don't know about stickers, though, uh, because some of the guys from Wolfpack would go up into the Mount Wilson or wherever, Cloudburst or whatever, and slap a Wolfpack sticker <laughs> on something up there. <laughs> and I actually got an email from oh, someone no. from the National Forest that <laughs> was like, hey, Tell your people to stop posting <laughs> Wolfpack Hustle stickers up here. It's litter. We don't want to litter. It is. And I had to tell. Trail pollution. It was really John, probably. So. <laughs> or Fabian. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm ratting him out. <laughs> Fuck it. Which John? What are you talking about? Budenhoff. Remember oh, that guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. John Budenhoff. Hey, John. <laughs> so, okay. Sunday. So we know yeah. what we're doing. We're going to. Film by bike. Oh, yeah. And happy hour starts at 6. Movies start at 6.30. And um, then the raffle and panel. So that's the order. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we'll all be there from 3.30 Three. on. Yeah. 3 o'clock on. Creeping. And yep. it might it might be raining a little bit. So you're going to want to be inside uh, getting Snuggling. cozy with your new mountain biking and trail buds. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like there's couches so you can oh, actually yeah. kick back and snuggle. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's cute. Wouldn't that be cute? Oh, and we're going to be having a food by Joe go- uh, party. Go party. Go party. Um, <laughs> it's go. Yeah. And then Who that? What kind of food? <laughs> they're they're going to be doing like um, Middle Eastern and hummus wraps and like healthy, delicious stuff in their, in their bars. And then we're also going to have a Korean taco truck that's unicorn themed outside. <laughs> Excuse me? So Excuse Don's awesome. going to love it. All my unicorns out there. Mm-hmm. We have tacos. To all my unicorns. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I, I want to bring all the unicorns to the yard. Please come. I actually have a group of friends who are unicorns. So. Oh, my God. Have yeah. I got a party for them. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Yoga Galactica. <laughs> Yoga Galactica. Yeah, they're amazing. It's really? a great group of... Their Instagram is amazing. Holy <laughs> wowzers. Yeah, I'll they bet. just... They have... Um, they do kundalini breath work, Wim Hof breath work, and yoga, and uh, a great sound bath that has a ton of different instruments. Every Tuesday, Thursday, at the Space Shift behind uh, Bob's, Bob's Big Boy. Check out their website. Wait, what? <laughs> behind yeah. Bob's Big Boy? I know. <laughs> I know. In yes. Burbank? Yes. Yes. And, and they're doing, is it like yoga? They're doing yoga. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> far beyond yoga. It's it's a transformation. What's back there? There's night. a building back there or something. Uh, it's someone's. It's, <laughs> it's the space shift. That's all I gotta say. It's it's <laughs> someone's house, and in the back they have a whole built-out space that is really beautifully curated, and you will not find anything but awesome, sweet, nice people there. And we're all just trying to keep balanced. 
So. Well, T-F-T-I. Anytime, Don. You want to go? Yeah. I'll take you. Isn't it right up against the freeway right there? Mm, eh, no, not really. 134? I'll be there I mean, Tuesday. This is Los Angeles. Everything is up against a freeway. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, it was, yeah. I'm t- t- behind Bob's video, who would have guessed? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Toluca Lake. Toluca anyone, Lake. Any, yeah, Toluca Lake. Anyone who wants to go Tuesday, starts at 7.30, get there at 7, I'll be there. Okay. It sounds just delightful, but it also sounds like an episode of Rick and Morty that's just waiting to happen. Well, <laughs> I would hope that it kind of goes into that time warp. That sounds great. <laughs> we definitely get in some time warp era. Some vortex. Hi-o. Um. All right, should we um, take this show out back and shoot no, it? No, <laughs> old yeller. <laughs> uh, anybody else have anything? What, what are we promoting? Nona, Twitters. Oh, uh, Nick's thinking about something right now. Yeah, I have to. Oh, yeah. February 10th is the uh, NoHo uh, Neighborhood Council meeting that they're going to talk about uh, Magnolia Whiting and... Uh, the Bureau of Engineers is going to be there? Oh, yeah, February 10th at uh, Tahunga and Chandler. They meet in that little building right there in the park, right? Where you're going, right? February 10th, they're going to talk about Magnolia. They're widening Magnolia. There is also, uh, we got trail work on February 16th, and you can go to MWBA.org and get the Eventbrite on there, RSVP. We'll be doing Middle Sam Merrill, so we'll be meeting up at Millard Campground. And then March is super special for all my WTFs out there, women trans femme only trail work day in March. I feel very disincluded. That's okay. Well, oh. so what I was going to say is that I had a girlfriend ask me about the Ladies Trail Work Day. Great. And she was like, oh, I'm a little intimidated to ask questions, but I don't know where Millard Campground was. Like, oh, there's and a, yeah. Well, so I just, I was like, maybe it's a good thing if someone's not super familiar with the area, but mm-hmm. is curious and joining to just like give them better directions to the trailhead. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's going to be that's on the Eventbrite. So we will give them 100 percent directions to the trailhead. Um, It's super close. It's off of Cheney Trail in Altadena and or Cheney Road. Cheney Trail. Cheney Trail. Cheney Trail. Thank you, John. Um, And basically, we're going to have a camp out on March 14th. And then we are going to do trail work on Sunday morning. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Are you guys going to ride bikes there? Um, mm-hmm. Many people are you're welcome to ride bikes. It's super accessible, which is why we chose it. Um, yeah. Anyone can get there by bike or car. Plenty of parking, plenty of uh, plenty of space for everyone. And then there will also be another trail work day, I'm sure, that, mon- that month um, to supplement for anyone to join as well. But yeah. we can really boys come? Um, to our day, no, actually. Uh-huh. We are really want to make it an open space and comfortable space for women who may be intimidated and um, just want to create that atmosphere for them to get introduced to coming into trail work with everyone else. Um, and what yeah. if there's like a shadow trail work group of boys? We did think about that. <laughs> we just thought kidding. about it. When they had the, the women's critical mass, there actually was a shadow <laughs> group of dudes following it. It was really God. weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was at a concert <laughs> at... Um, yeah, yeah, Don was ch- like, I wasn't their leader. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> They're chasing, chasing I, each no, other. No, I, was <laughs> at, I didn't start it. It wasn't I, my Facebook. I, I was at the park. It's it's. Uh, they have the, the music festivals at the park there at MacArthur Park. Right, right. Uh, I was there and I saw the Women's Critical Mass show up. 
And uh, my friend Arisha was like, yeah, look over there on the hill and looked over and there was like a group of dudes riding bikes. And you're like, wow, really? You guys. And you're talking about clitoral mass, right? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right on. Big shout out to those women. Who Big are shout out. When's the, the next one? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not supposed to know about it. <laughs> All right. So um, um, and the that last, sounds fun. Yeah, last Sorry, thing. last thing. Last thing is we are going to have our annual meeting on February 23rd in Loma Alta Park. Everyone's welcome. Public, come, enjoy. Photo exhibition. We'll have all of our racked up volunteer hours. See who's in the front lead for pancake breakfast prizes. <laughs> right on. <laughs> it's a great way to find out what the org's been up to for the last year. Okay. And get a gauge for where we're headed. Cool. And to learn how you can get involved. All right. I have uh, something. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, sort of been also tangentially involved with an effort to get a bike park put in in uh, Altadena. Okay. Like a bike skills park with a pump track and yeah. some dirt jumps. Yeah. 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 So if you want to know about that, you can follow them on Instagram at Adena Bike Park. How, how do you spell it? A-D-E-N-A? Yeah, just Adena. So a- it's so like Altadena and Pasadena. Yeah. Adena bike, bike Park. Bike Park. At Adena Bike Park on Instagram. Yep. Straight flexing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're making some huge strides in the community, so that would be incredible. There's, they're there's almost a, at the point where they can sub- submit an application to LA County. It would be the first bike park in LA County. Wow! Oh, yeah, on LA wait. County parks. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. We're getting so nerdy and wonky with all of this. I love it's it. The greatest bike people <laughs> rule. What do you mean we gotta go? Why do we have to go? Someone might have a studio. Nick is keeping us on track. He's a great papa, and he's a great We were a half hour late, and we're going a half hour late. (laughs) No, okay. We're going to get out of here. This has been Bike Talk with your host, co-host, Don Ward and Nick Richard. And uh, we thank all of our guests. Thank you for having us. We'll see you at the the, uh, Film by Bike Festival. Do you guys Sunday, have beef Sunday, 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 <laughs> Sunday, 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 Let's, uh, you know. Let's Are we going to close that. out the show? With uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we close it out. Uh, yeah. Happy Friday. Wheels in the morning and greet the day. Pull out the bike and I'm on my way. The transportation shows I care. Every turn of the pedal cleans the air. Green in the green, I'm saving the planet. Just like my friends Daryl, Sean, Toby, and Janet. No greenhouse gas. A tiny carbon footprint up your ass. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is BikeTalkPFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group. <laughs>